But what we have to understand about problems and just trying to fix problems is that if you miss the pattern that is actually creating the problem or the outcome that generates the problem, then we're never really going to get rid of the problem. You might be able to band-aid it or mask it for a temporary period of time, but why does it keep coming back up? Because you haven't changed the pattern. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to the podcast. As always, my name's Alexa. This is the place where I believe you were made for living well, which also means you get to stop fighting life. And that statement is the motivation for this three-part mini-series that I'm doing to round out this year and help you set resolutions that are actually going to last. Now, today in the podcast, we're going to talk about why your resolutions haven't worked and historically why they don't work for most people. In the past, I have told you, just don't set resolutions. Like if they don't work, why go to the trouble? But after sitting on this and thinking about it for a while, I have a new approach that brings a little bit more balance to creating change, to wanting those resolutions, but also making them last. So today we're going to dive into that, but this is a three-part series. So in the coming two podcasts, you are also going to gather information that helps you plan for the new year. Now, before we get there, I do want to remind you that you can find all of the information on today's show, including the little challenge that I'm giving you over at The Living Well. While you're there, sign up for the weekly fill because I'm going to be diving more into my personal story behind this and give you more information that is going to help you all year long. You can sign up for that newsletter at The Living Well. It's called The Weekly Fill. And of course, if we're going to talk about bettering your life, creating resolutions, and planning, I have to inform you of the Nourish Planner. If you don't know what the Nourish Planner is, it's a dated planner that is a life planner, but also a wellness planner. So there's space to track your workouts, your meal plans, appointments, to-dos, and then plenty of white space to dream. Now, one of the most favorited sections of the planner is actually a monthly challenge, which we call the monthly how-tos on how to do different aspects in your life with a different approach. I'm all about different because what we've been doing hasn't been working and we need to find what does. So if you want to learn more about the Nourish Planner and grab your own copy before the new year comes, head on over to thelivingwell.com, snag that planner, and use code PODCAST for a free sticky note and bookmark that I will give you that snaps right in your planner so that you can easily access the day and the month. But for now, let's dive right into today's podcast and the very first episode in this three-part mini-series. And today I want to talk about a new way to go about setting resolutions, or really just creating change in your life. Like I mentioned, I've had this really back and forth love-hate relationship with resolutions, and I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of people want them, they want to see the change, but at the same time, it's like, does it actually work? Because I've set a resolutions a lot of years, and really none of them have ever panned out, at least not in the way I expected. 
generally speaking, I find myself at least going back to the same scenario, the same rhythms, the same patterns that I've always been living in. Now, of course, in any given year, I think it's important that we are grateful for the changes that have happened. Because I think across the board, we all have made changes. And if you're living a life of growth, no matter how small or maybe how large they are, I think we need to be people who celebrate those more. So just take a minute and just like be grateful for the changes in your life, even if they weren't expected, and how that's grown you as a person. I know this is something that I need to work on because that celebration is actually a reward that you're going to learn about in the third part of this podcast that is so important in creating change. In fact, that reward is what keeps you coming back for more. And it's the lack of reward that I think leaves us longing for resolutions or longing to achieve resolutions, but failing to do so, or at least giving up long before we actually see the outcome that we are hoping for. Now, as I mentioned in the past, I would have just said, let's just not do resolutions. Like, let's just let them go. Forget the expectation. It's just making you more stressed. It's making you miss your focus, all of the things. And while I don't disagree with some of that, right? Like I think that we do miss a lot of the intended focus of life, which should be on living in the present moment for achieving this destination. And we've created this artificial destination in our mind that maybe doesn't even exist, especially when it comes to health goals. Now, it's not to say that you can't achieve a number on the scale, but is that really what is defined as healthy or are you missing health by chasing that destination? And is the destination so far away that you're missing all of the rewards and progress along the way? I mean, these are all questions that I've constantly asked myself. And really, when I started to come to this conclusion of understanding that, okay, It's not about one or the other. It's not about setting these hard and fast resolutions and expecting to meet the destination, but it's also not about throwing away the resolutions altogether because in life, all of us will forever and always be growing and reaching and hoping and longing. It's a part of a human nature. That drive, that longing is inside of all of us. I think it's, again, a spiritual issue more than anything else. But it's also something to say that we are never going to perfect anything here. There is no set destination, but all of life is just this journey. And if we get on the journey, then life has to be more about growth and learning and progressing rather than arriving. So I want to say it's a little bit of both. I think that resolutions can help push us to grow to become better, to become healthier, to engage in the activities that we really do want to engage with. Yet at the same time, we can't be so consumed by them that we lose the flexibility and the excitement of just living in the everyday moment. And so I'm going to try to bring all of it together to find this happy medium or this balanced state by shifting our perspective of maybe what we're trying to achieve in the beginning. Because like I mentioned, I think change is great. It is something that all of us are looking for and wanting and desiring, and we always will be. There is always going to be something that is 
able and capable and needing changed in our lives. But the question is, why are we so resistant to change? And why is it so hard to do the things that we know we should or the things that even we want to? And that's where I came to this understanding that it's really because we are unaware of our patterns. And it's understanding your pattern and influencing that pattern that is going to help you to achieve the outcome that you desire. Because if we look at all of our life patterns, create your habits or your routines, not create the outcome of your life, right? Like if you have a pattern of oversleeping and missing your workout, you're really never going to engage in that workout and therefore you're not going to see the results that you want. Or your results are going to be, I rely on caffeine just to get me through the day because I have poor sleep patterns. Now, I don't want to be like so negative with all this. We also have really healthy patterns in our life, or many of us do. I think all of us at some point can claim a healthy pattern that does help us to achieve the things that we want and create those healthy outcomes that we want to achieve. But we have to see that all of life is built on patterns. In fact, really everything in life has somewhat of a pattern to it. The earth revolves around the sun. The earth has seasons, a pattern of seasons. Your life, even your DNA shifts with these seasonal patterns. And your biology also has a long list of patterns and cycles that it goes through that really does generate life itself. Like there is a pattern to almost everything, including your mind, body, and soul. They're all existing within the pattern. And the pattern of that is going to create your outcome. Now, I think when we look at our outcome, we're quick to see the problems with it. But what we have to understand about problems and just trying to fix problems is that if you miss the pattern that is actually creating the problem or the outcome that generates the problem, then we're never really going to get rid of the problem. You might be able to band-aid it or mask it for a temporary period of time, but why does it keep coming back up? Because you haven't changed the pattern. And it's the pattern that you're living within that is generating the problems or it's creating the progress. It always comes back to the pattern. Now, like any pattern, it will continuously repeat itself unless it's influenced or altered so that it generates a new pattern. And that's what I love about patterns is that while we have these patterns, what can be patterned can be repatterned. It's not set in stone. But if we miss the pattern, if we don't even acknowledge it, if we just live within the problems, we're really never going to change because it's the problems that are created out of the pattern. The pattern is like the underlying or the root cause that is generating every outcome in your life. It's not always easy to necessarily see the pattern right away, but it is easy to see the problem. Like we're really quick to understand the problems and the problems are generally where your resolutions are built out of. You create resolutions to change the problem, to create a better outcome. But again, we can't change our problems until we change our pattern because problems are a pattern created out of a byproduct of your pattern. 
Now, let's just give you some example problems that could exist in your life. And if you want to get started with this, of course, I'm going to give you the challenge to start to identify some of these patterns. Because when you can understand and identify your patterns, you can begin to influence them, even alter them to shift the pattern to create a better outcome. We will get there. But first, identify some of those patterns. And the best place to start is to identify some problems. Now, you might have the problem of driving through the drive-thru every single day after work because you're stressed and you just need to cool off. Or maybe you snack in bed at night. Maybe you have a problem with oversleeping or spending more time on TV or social media than doing something that adds to your life. Maybe you have a problem with buying things impulsively, struggling with anger. There's a lot of problems that exist in our life. Maybe you have a problem on binging on chips or ice cream or a problem skipping your workout or a big problem that I deal with and that I see so often in the health space is a problem with negative self-talk and chasing outcomes. Again, all of these problems are very real. There are things that we do want to change. And over the course of our health, people have weight problems and mindset problems and positivity problems and inflammation problems. And yes, all of those problems, again, are very real. But those problems were created as a byproduct of the pattern. You didn't just get here without a reason. And I think this is where we offer ourselves some grace to recognize whatever your problem is, it didn't exist without a reason. There is a reason you're here, and most of us did not choose our problems. We just didn't understand that it was our pattern that was generating this problem. Now, this gets a little bit more interesting because when we understand why our body is so fond of patterns, we can start to then give ourselves more grace to recognize that most of our patterns exist to keep us safe. And safety is the number one job of the body. I know we like to think it's health, and yes, your body wants to be healthy more than you ever give it credit. Its desire is to be at a healthy weight, to be thriving, to be free of disease and illness. Like really, your body desires that more than you will ever know. But its job first and foremost is to keep you safe and alive. And this is the product of survival. And I think we too quickly diminish this, which then leads to the body war. We start fighting our bodies and we start fighting life, working really for the same outcome, but in the opposite way that our body needs to change. And honestly, if we look at change research, One of the reasons why people cannot get themselves to do the things that they know they should is not because their body doesn't want to be well, not because you don't want to be well, but because of the way that you're embracing change is actually counterintuitive to how the body works. Instead of supplying safety, you're actually taking it away. You're creating threats against your biology. In some cases, you are being your own worst enemy. And I know this sounds crazy, and I think safety inside the body is one of the hardest yet most influential concepts that you could grasp. 
And the reason I think it's so challenging is because safety is against every single health idea there is. It seems like every health strategy on the market today is actually creating a threat to the body. It's restricting calories and burning more energy and eliminating entire macronutrients and fasting more. And while there is a time and a place for some of those things, we have to understand that as long as your body feels unsafe, some of these measures that stress the body become a greater threat that actually work against the body. Instead of the body creating change because of these things, it's doing the opposite. It's down-regulating its metabolism in order to compensate for the threats and truly in order to keep you alive, to keep your biology working in a state of survival. Again, this is like a metabolism biology function more than it's a mindset thing. Like your biology is fighting for survival, and as long as your biology is fighting, it's going to be hard to ever muster up enough willpower or desire to do the things that you know you should. Instead, your biology is going to create cravings and desires for more unhealthy things or what we consider unhealthy things as a means to just keep yourself alive. This is a really complicated thing, like I mentioned. It's not so easy just to grasp. So I'm asking you to take a big step and just trust that there is an issue of safety at play when we try to create change inside our biology. New Year's resolutions alone can be a threat to your entire system. That's why behavior modification is so hard. It's not because we're not capable or because we don't want it. It's simply because it works against your biology. And anytime you create change that works against your biology because it threatens it more than it makes it feel safe, your biology will always win. And you will not engage long-term in the behavior that would actually create the outcomes that you desire. So the answer to this is, is that we have to see that your biology is fighting for safety and survival And the more safe we can make our biology, the more conducive we are going to be to change. So again, it can't be about restriction, deprivation, starvation, pushing the body harder, at least not right away, and definitely not if you've experienced any amounts of trauma or survival in your life in general, which I've asked every single guest that I've had on the show if they believe that trauma exists within all of us, and they've all said 100% resounding yes. So on some level, we all have trauma, which is going to be a memory that's going to make you more prone or more sensitive to threats. Of course, this can change like all things. It's a pattern, a pattern of your past that's lived out in every single moment unless that's been influenced. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's also why the story you tell yourself and your beliefs are of utmost importance in creating change, even biologically, because your threat level or your level of safety, more than anything, is a perception. It's how your body's perceiving what you do, what you take in, who you relate to, who you live life with. It's perceiving everything and determining how safe or unsafe it is based on that perception. And that perception is filtered through your belief system. 
Now, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself in this or go too deep too quickly and scare you off. What I do need you to see is that traditional health tips don't work, not because there's not research to back those up, but it's perceived differently inside each of us. And as long as we're living in a state that feels unsafe, those health changes can actually just ignite that fuel that keeps your body working in a state of survival, leading you to re-engage in old patterns. Why? Because patterns are safe. They're predictable. They're controlled. The outcome is generally known. It's safe. And that's why a lot of the times, even if it's a pattern you hate, it generally also is a pattern that feels really comfortable. And that's why people continuously engage in behaviors that they know aren't healthy or they know aren't right, not necessarily because they want to, but because it's what makes them feel safe and comfortable. It's their biology fighting for its safety. So the goal has to be is understanding these patterns and even recognizing that a lot of the patterns that we're living within were not something that we just decided upon. We didn't just stumble into these patterns. Most patterns, especially the ones that we don't like, were at one time created as a means to survive. They just then became a safe place, a predictable place that your body continually goes back to. I think this is common in addictions. Those addictions become a safe place that maybe once started as a means to suppress emotional pain, and now it's just become a habit that has kept that emotional pain at bay. The same is true for your weight. At one point, your body thought the safest thing for it to do was to pack on some pounds because body fat is a metric of survival. It produces or stores and conserves energy so well that when energy is scarce, it knows it has the resources in place so that when it needs to and if it needs to, it has the ability to fuel the necessary life processes to keep you alive. We might hate fat, You might want to lose weight, but we have to first see that the pattern that created the extra body weight was built as a means to survive. It was done in safety. Of course, it might be incredibly dysfunctional today in this moment, but again, respecting and understanding the patterns that we are living within, not as something to hate or to diminish, But in a lot of ways to understand, to have some grace for, and then in the process of that, addressing what can I do to create change and do it in a safe and healthy way. So for instance, a lot of people want to change their health patterns. And that's why we set resolutions that are like, I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to eliminate this entire food group. I'm going to watch what I eat. And again, none of that is wrong. A lot of that is going to help you create the change. A lot of that can be really beneficial. But I think the action that we take on the backside of that, the work that we try to do is actually creating more restriction, more scarcity inside the body rather than an abundant sort of thing. And if we want resolutions to work, they have to come out of this abundance, out of safety, out of nourishment. And that's really what I'm trying to get you to see. 
the only way to engage in change, the only way to change the pattern is to nourish it, is to create and alter and influence those patterns with nourishment, with safety, with things that are going to support your body. So we have to see safety as the most influential thing on all of your biology. Safety or a lack of safety is the generator or the creation of most of our patterns. And again, altering those patterns, especially the patterns that you don't like, those are generally birthed out of feeling unsafe. So the way to influence that pattern is to influence by adding safety. But knowing how to add safety starts by understanding your pattern. So I want you to take some time before the next podcast drops to start to identify your patterns, maybe your habits, which are produced out of your patterns, and start to learn from them. Understanding them is the best way to know how to nourish them or influence them to build better patterns. Now, of course, it's really difficult, like I mentioned, to just come off the bat and say, okay, these are the patterns that I know I often engage with. I mean, unless you really take the time to sit down and process it, the patterns probably just aren't going to jump out in your face. Maybe some of them are, like maybe you have a habit of sleeping in and you know you really want to work out. Okay, we can talk about those patterns, but take some time to sit down and start to identify some of those patterns. Let's say five patterns that you really want to address in the new year. Now, as I mentioned, one of the better ways to identify those patterns is through your problems. Because problems are usually glaring, they're in your face, they're the things that you hate or maybe want to change. Really start to address some of those problems. And then when you understand the problem, go back and identify what pattern created this problem. I'm going to leave some examples over at the Living Well inside the blog with a chart that will kind of help you start to lay this out. Now, as I mentioned, I don't want to get too lost in your problems because your problems are really only going to be solved by your patterns. Problems can I help identify the pattern. Maybe you have a problem with getting angry or a problem with your weight. Ask yourself then, what led to this problem? What behavior or pattern led to my weight problem? Could it be the pattern of eating at night or the pattern of binging on candy throughout the day, or oversleeping in the morning. Start to address some of the patterns that created the problem. And then in the coming podcast, we are going to go back and we are going to help put the work in that's going to create those new patterns. And then in the coming podcast, I'm going to teach you how to influence those patterns, not just change them, because change can be a threat leaving you running back to those old patterns. Instead, we need to get to know them. We need to learn from them. And when you can learn from them, you can start to alter your life and influence those patterns because you know how to engage in safe behavior and adding pleasure to those points of change. And in the end, it's going to help you understand how to set resolutions not just to force change on your body, but to nourish those old patterns to create new patterns. It's really, that's what health is. It's establishing a life rhythm that is not just set in stone. Of course, there's flexibility to this, 
but establishing these healthy rhythms that just become a part of your life or those habits that you engage with that generate the outcome that you're looking for. It really is exactly that. We're just going about it in ways that are rubbing on our safety issues, that are rubbing on our old story. And instead of working, they're actually pushing our body into the state of survival, which makes you resist the change. And as frustrating as that is, I hope you allowed yourself to see some answers as to why you can't get yourself to do the things that you know you should, to give yourself some grace to understand that you didn't get here on purpose. There is a true reason why your body engages in behaviors and patterns that it does. Again, it's birthed out of survival. It might be incredibly dysfunctional now, and you don't have to stay stuck here. But you do have to learn how to nourish them, and that can only be done by understanding them. So this perhaps is the hardest podcast, or at least the hardest work that you have to do, because it's not easy to identify patterns. My husband and I have been working on this at home and we have our little chart made and it's taking days to really start to address some of those patterns. And I think it is helpful that I ask him, like, do you see this pattern? Is this something that you recognize? Other people can so quickly see our own patterns. Uh, We don't always like it, right? And I don't want that to be its own threat. But being open and willing to have some feedback to say, like, I recognize this pattern in your life. I think we do this with kids growing up, right? Like teachers address behavior patterns, parents address patterns in our kids' life. And we can start to, again, understand them or help bring them to light. Because when you can bring it to light and understand it, you can do something with it. So take some time to do that before the next podcast. I promise we're going to get to the resolution part, but resolutions really are about creating new patterns in your life. And the only way to create new ones is to deal and address with the old ones. Now, in the next podcast, we are going to start talking about what does it look like to create new patterns? What are some of those patterns that I do want to establish? And that is generally generated by the outcomes that you want to achieve. We get so stuck in the outcomes that we fail to really see the process of getting there But again, you have to know where you want to go in order to understand the process. So come back into the next lesson as we break down how to identify new rhythms, new patterns that you want to establish. And then in the third lesson, we're really going to talk about the progress of those patterns of how do we put this into play and start living it out. I mean, spoiler alert, you can start these patterns long before the new year gets here if you just stick with me. So stay tuned for the next podcast, but in the meantime, head to The Living Well to learn more about creating or identifying your patterns that exist within your life with that little chart, some more examples if you need them, and then stay tuned for the next podcast talking about the product that you want to create. Okay, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you share this with your friends and family. Rate and review the podcast if you haven't taken a moment. It literally would be the best Christmas present you could give me. It means the world to me. It's honestly one of the only ways other people can like and find the show just like you. So wherever you're listening to the podcast, please take a minute to drop a five-star rating and a review that tells us what you're loving about the show and what you would like to see in the coming podcast. And don't forget to check out the Nourish Planner at The Living Well. Use code PODCAST to get those free gifts just from me. 
Okay, I will see you back here in the next podcast.